0: Oh, hi, loves. I'm Melanie Yvette, and welcome to The Other Beauty Conversation. What am I doing? I'm going to
1: do a witch palm.
2: I'm going to do... So, I'm used to a gas stove, and my stove is, like,
1: this new one that I have. It has, like, the flat range. It's, like, it's for white, cooking for white people.
2: No one cooks like this. No one cooks with this. <laughs> I don't. What am I going to do with you? I'm sorry. What was that?
0: What am I going What am I going to do with you? Sweet so in my. What, what am I going to do with you?
1: Tap 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 tap. Ain't nothing. Listen, these I
2: mean, it's just not for people who cook. I mean. Like, uh, cooking for white people, <sighs> but you know I'm in here making a whole,
1: a whole meal, mm-hmm. a chicken burger with brioche and rosemary potatoes, and the every damn thing. That looks good, girl.
2: We cooking.
0: I had a Mexican omelet with turkey bacon, and now I'm doing a berry blast smoothie with spinach.
2: Sound oh, good. Okay.
0: Very tasty. Mm.
2: Very. Blueberry
0: and I'm recording just because I wanted to do a test. Okay. Let me see. I feel like it's working.
1: I feel like it's working. Do I need to close my window?
0: I don't think so. Yeah, it's working because I see the microphone.
1: Watch. As soon as we start, a police car is going to stop outside the window.
0: That happens in all of mine. Like, uh, I all good. How are you, Lauren? Nappy air? I-
1: you know, I'm good. I'm just—I—I I have to be honest because stress, exhaustion, anxiety, bouts of—bouts uh, of—I think I would actually go ahead and call it depression. It's hard. Yeah. This is
0: so, I mean, you—you you actually are very active with self-love and self-care. I do my best. Uh, to hear you say that, kind of. I don't know. It puts a lot of things into perspective. Like what? That even the people who seem to not have it together, because I don't do that, like, of oh, judging people and thinking that I can read their life through social media or just, like, we've hung out, like, you're my girl. But just thinking that people who always have a system are always on it. Like, that sometimes they don't break the system or break down every now and then.
1: So oh, my God. It's important uh to just be honest about that and i mean i continue to be honest about it because I, one it's helpful for me mm. and i think it does i don't do it for other people but i recognize that my transparency is helpful uh because when i say things people respond um you know and lauren apier beauty it's It is, it's not who I am, but it is uh, my introduction to everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: That's how you guys know me. That's how people know me. That's how, um, that's how, um, that's, yeah, that's the introduction. And so they see the brand and they see this person uh, behind the brand and the voice behind the brand. And I think the brand itself is aspirational. So if you're aspiring to be somebody or- not somebody because I don't think people are aspiring to be me but if they're aspiring for the overall lifestyle then they're like oh wow okay everybody like you just said like this is
2: raw and authentic and it's real and it's to not subscribe to the we don't yeah
1: you know
0: How are you um, handling the business during COVID? Because I texted you last week about the Bobby Brown new like the collection that launched, and I was like, oh, like we're doing okay, this is different. And then I just thought about you.
1: Hang on, what happened with the launch? I mean, last week seems like ten years Uh, ago. Like I never, I
0: honestly haven't really focused a lot on it because I asked you that question. That was not a point of this podcast episode because I wanted to know if we needed any more beauty brands because when I saw that launch I was like okay you know Bobby Brown is an icon in beauty but I didn't see the the unique difference between this collection and what she's done before and it just got me to thinking like what what's going on in the beauty world especially during COVID
1: what's going on in the beauty world is that there are not enough unique voices uh and voices um, and perspectives with opportunity. Uh, I'm sorry, opportunity for people who have voices and a new perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. Bobby Brown created her own mind. It definitely had a point of view. It definitely resonated with people. Um, and it seems like this is a reinvention of something that already exists. I think mm-hmm. from my experience, and I, I because um, it's hard to divorce myself and my feelings, because I have a brand and I have a brand that, um, is, uh, has a point of view and really needs to be seen and heard, but it's not necessarily seen, heard, or respected by the investor community. Um, I take these things very personally right now, uh, because there are brands that we do need new brands. We do need additions to the diaspora, uh, the beauty wardrobe and the beauty closet, but they don't need to be, um, a cardigan set from Bobby Brown.
2: I wonder if it's like, it's,
1: come on Bobby, give us something new. Right. Give us something. Um, you know, if, if you're going to come out with something, give us something that is magical. Yeah. Right. It's not I, I don't see that.
0: I also think that, you know, there's something iconic about mm-hmm. sticking to your shtick, I guess you would call it. I mean it's not a shtick. She really changed the makeup game in her own way. But I agree. I had a moment of, well, what's the point of this new collection? And I understand that. Here's my thing. I do think that there are women who are of a mature age who are still seeking products from her. Um, And, you know, she walked away from her company, like her namesake company. But, you know, there's no shade. I just felt like, well, what, what are we offering different now? And I'm bored. I know that sounds mean. I'm just bored. And I don't know if it's because of quarantine. You know? I'm like, I don't care. And I want you to give me something, like you said, magical and give me something that like makes me say, what? Why do I need this? But I want it. Have a yeah, graph
2: of that. Yeah.
1: Blow me away. Dazzle me. And I'm just, you know, I'm not dazzled. I'm not blown away. I'm not inspired.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure
1: that she's. I'm sure that there's somebody out there that she is inspiring because what I can say about beauty, what I can say about these conversations and products and is that there are people, um, there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. But then I'm I'm sure she's got her audience, but again, I just continue to say, uh, the access that people have that do have vision that do have ideas are innovation, uh, innovative, uh, they're not, they're not being seen. They're not funded. Yeah, they're not being seen, they're not being spoken to, they're not being respected.
0: So. But then it's like, you see these heavy diversity digital campaign ads running across everyone's social media platform. And I'm like, me being a social media manager in the beauty world, I always feel away sometimes because I know what's going on behind the scenes. And I've had so many arguments behind the scenes when I was working for companies like okay well where's the brown skin, dark skin where's the black girl who isn't particularly like in your favorite hair texture category which would be like 3a 3b like where's the 3c to 4c girl like i had to have those arguments with people and it was so frustrating because i could see how it
2: was like us
1: well, here's the deal is that a company who is authentically speaking to a black woman in a black audience is going to it's going to be authentic. It's going to resonate with us. You can do all of the puppet shows, song and dance performances on social media. Uh, but if your collection doesn't resonate, if your uh, if if your products aren't meeting the needs of these women, we will know. So. You know, we are so used to be, we're so, as a, as a consumer, used to, and I'm speaking about black and brown women, mm-hmm. black women, I can only speak for me, my, my black self, but I'm so used to being um, um, disappointed by product uh, offerings and also ad campaigns that don't represent me um, and that also don't reflect my needs. So that's that's not something that black people, I believe, are looking for. What we're looking for is the product that we're looking for, not the ad campaign. It's like stop talking at us and talk to us by providing product offerings that we're looking for. That would solve all the problems.
0: I remember being in a meeting, I won't say the company or the brand, but I was in a meeting and they had just scored a very big major black um, entertainer and she essentially was like the hottest person at the moment and they were getting ready to, you know, focus on her marketing ad, like her promo and everything and they wanted people's like perspective, people of color particularly, right? So I'm in this meeting, and I'm just listening to people say, oh, this is great. I mean, it was such a dry, fake diversity. Look at all the people that work behind our scenes. Like, it just was so, I was just so bored. And I remember being the last person who smoked in the meeting, and I was like, man, they're gonna fire me. So I was like, this is terrible. You know I mean? I just, well, I didn't mean to be, you know, I was like, it's, This is not going to work. When I go to your Instagram page, it takes me like two to three thumb scrolls to find a black girl or a woman of color that looks like this person that you just signed on. And you're essentially profiting off the fact that you want to be fake diverse by using her. When really, when people go to your website, people go to your social media, they're going to realize that this is a joke. You don't have anything representing her. First of all, they didn't have anything in her actual life complexion, but you don't have anything representing this whole uh, Phenomena of diversity now and this was on the heels of Fenty launching. So this is years ago <clears throat> I'm not trying to give away where it was, but this was around that time And I remember saying to myself before Fenty hit the market. I was like Fenty's coming and people need to look out and people were like No one's taking this serious because she's a singer uh, What do you mean? Uh, how many celebrities put out makeup lines? I was like, no, nah, something different.
1: It's different, you know. It's different because and I didn't want to be the, the she's a cultural icon with her finger on the pulse of what's happening, um, and her experience is probably similar to all of ours. Even though Rihanna, it, like Rihanna, is um, on the lighter side of the diaspora, right, of the complexion. So the the complexion scale. So it still might have been easier for her to find a color, but not a color that was a true match.
2: Right.
1: Right. And so, like, I, for me, my complexion is also oftentimes the darkest in the selection. And as a black woman, I know I'm not the darkest black woman that's out there. There should be behind my color, my colors. There should be a whole twelve colors behind that, or in front of, however you want to describe it. But
0: you know, also <clears throat> for me, it's like if I find my right shade, it's not the right undertone. It's actually it's not better because I use Maybelline Fit Me in a mixture of Makeup Forever. Okay. Like the Makeup Forever is like warm, and I mix that a little bit in with the the neutral Fit Me foundation. But even then, I still have to do all that. Honestly, I don't mind it anymore because I don't know if I'm ever going to find a foundation that's perfect. I found one a long time ago don't remember the name but it was a spray very high-end it was a Georgia Armani someone had a, was it was a YSL someone had a spray the air mist found your
1: it. Air Flash.
0: maybe it was high-end and I stopped buying it or maybe they discontinued it something and then Mac had one like that too it was like a spray that did really good but they discontinued that one too I don't know they discontinued that a long time ago yeah
1: they're aerosol stands. so people were turned off by aerosol. But I mean, listen—the thing I is,
2: fear.
1: from a makeup artist perspective, no foundation is going to be your exact color match. Like, you—if you want an exact color match, you're going to have to blend. The idea of foundation is to get as close to your skin color as possible, and then blend um, and mix colors. But you got to get us in the ballpark,
2: you yeah. know.
0: You gotta I, get up. yeah. They're not even. But do you think there's a brand that's doing it right, like extensively?
1: I mean Pat like so
0: McGrath's foundations.
2: I'm
1: I wouldn't even go there with Pat. I mean, who I think has done it right for a long time is Nars. I like Nars. Um, I, I'm a <laughs> Nars kind of ride or die as far as their foundations go. Um, they have different coverage types, but then they also have different complexions and they were very 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 early on with their uh broad coloring because even in like 2007 okay maybe even before that 2004 5-6 they did a color range extension that sucked me in and I never left so I've been wearing NARS for like 15 years and everybody in my family is wearing it because that's what I'm wearing and that's what's working um and you know my mother my sister and I are Three different, uh, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, foundation
1: colors, and so we're all, all still wearing NARS. So I think NARS is doing it right, and as they continue to develop colors and develop textures and um, and formulas, they do a good job. And they also let me tell you this about NARS: they did a campaign in two thousand fifteen or sixteen with a black woman with an Afro. And I was in Australia and that campaign was in Australia.
2: Mars, 2000.
1: Yep. And it when I tell you that campaign was in Australia with all those, you know, Caucasians.
2: <laughs> hey, you get a black girl. Black woman.
0: I rock with their concealer. I always okay. like their formulations. And I've always thought that they were ahead of the ahead of the game, but they're classic. They're not a trendy brand. They're not a brand that you are run into for the latest trends, for the newest palette launch. So you have to have a I think that you get to NARS when you get to a certain age, if that if you're a makeup girl.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a woman, woman of a certain age. Girl
0: goodbye goodbye i can't find it but i'm gonna look it up because they have pushed the edge i mean people always felt like mac was that mac in my opinion was always the trendsetter yeah and i always rock with mac but i do feel like they've kind of fallen in the background lately because of so many brands that kind of mimic what they've done and or just offer but at a lower price like nyx really came in
1: nyx really came in and, and i but I think for MAC, you we all have to give MAC their credit. Oh, like, always give them their flowers. Always, because MAC was the first one to be all races, all ages, all genders, all everything. And they really meant that. Um, you know, the founder of MAC, a, a chemist, and a makeup artist, right? The, the most perfect team um, that you could have that created this product that, you know, is just is mammoth right but it was the really the first one that that met the needs of 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 everyone you know and and they were authentic and it wasn't like we were okay with them because what did they have like NC45 NW45 yeah. NC42 uh NC55 but they they had it right and they were trying and so that's why mac was so successful because their attempt was authentic and we we know that you know when somebody's trying to play you and when somebody's not, and so that's why Mac did so well, and so you know I will like I said, I'll give them their flowers because um because they started out, I think with good intention, and that resonated with everyone I agree, I definitely think that Mac
0: will always be a staple in the beauty community it's yeah. not and I don't think I don't they they're not going anywhere, I think it's just. The conversation. Who's who's a part of the conversation and who's starting it? And
1: I don't. I would like to see them do some new uh, exciting things. The the launches that they've had have again. I need some razzle dazzle. That's
0: my thing, Lauren. What else do we need to see right now? Like for real, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm trying to figure out what I want to see. Like
1: what do I want? Well, you can tell me what you want. I can tell you what I want. But you go first. What I want is. I'm wanting beautiful skin. I'm wanting foundation that gives you a beautiful payoff without looking like you're wearing a million layers of makeup. But that's always been my aesthetic.
0: Always been your thing. And my thing too. I cannot stand the foundation that looks cake. No, I, I also don't contour. We'll go on.
1: I mean, I'm looking at you and I'm like mesmerized, okay? This is what I want to see from a brand. I want to see You.
2: Right. You. you. I mean. It's the truth.
1: But, you know, for real, I'm like dead. But that's what I want to see. I don't contour. I don't bake. I don't do all that stuff either. Because, like, let me, people somehow don't understand the history of contouring. And, you know, contouring came from stage makeup. Before there was lights and cameras and you were on a stage, like, during the Shakespearean era. And there was people that were in auditoriums that couldn't see you when men played women. That's what I heard. That's what contouring came from, to make a man's face look more like a woman's face. And that's why what Sorry. you see. Well, that, and that, that's why you see, um, and I don't want anybody thinking that I'm making a homophobic statement because I'm absolutely not. But the, the prevalence of contouring started to become more visible to people when, you know, like RuPaul, and Kevin Aquan were out and or were, when they were like hidden in the 90s. And they like, remember when Kevin Kevin did that book, uh, Changing Faces or Making Faces? Something I, I
0: remember. Forward, I
1: have it sitting right here, Face Forward. And he had two books. Rest in peace. And he contoured and he cut and he chopped up all these women's face with makeup to look like somebody else. Because that's what contouring does. And so, listen. No shade. You, if you love it, then you love it, right? I was asked what my aesthetic was. This is my aesthetic. So, um, and contouring. I, I, like
2: contouring. Listen, I,
1: I, I like it. I like it for you. I like it if you like it. You do you. Whatever makes you happy. But my feeling also is those that when you're contouring, whose face are you structuring? Whose face are you building?
2: Mm-hmm. What is
1: the end goal? Because. If everybody's contouring their face the exact same way, then we're ending up with the exact same face.
0: But that's the whole point, I think. think, And,
1: you know, well, then we need to look at the values that you're placing on how you look, who you look like and what you want to look like. Because if you are contouring and highlighting your nose so that your nose looks more slender and European, then, you know, (laughs) you might want to take a look at yourself and how you really feel about yourself. I mean, I, 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 I want to say no judgment, but that's actually a, a judgment. But it's also a thought. Like, I'm just trying to be a thought provoker. I don't contour my nose. I don't contour my face. I remember I was um, working at the Today Show, and Oprah's makeup artist was next to me. And he was talking, talking, talking. And he was like, oh, you need to do this to your face and do that to your face and contour your oh. nose. And I was like, sir, first of all, I didn't fucking ask you what I looked like this morning. That's number one. Second of all, I don't care about your opinion. That's number two. And third, I'm very confident in who I am. I like who I am. And that's that. So like, your your unsolicited opinion of me changing the structure of my face is damaging. (laughs) Um, Not to, to me, because I'm not a person who faces those types of insecurities. But what if I had been?
0: Right. And I think you know, about that a lot. And I also think about that, even when I'm speaking about how I don't like contouring and things like that, because to be honest, it has like I said, it has this purpose, but I want people to feel comfortable doing what they want with their, their face. And that that makes you feel confident. If that enhances your beauty in your, in your opinion, that's great. I, I'm always, I want women and men alike to do what they want, but I do feel like contouring became excuse me, probably like the last, what, six, seven years, it became this trend that forced many women and men to think that their faces have to look a certain way in order to be pretty, and that I didn't like. Because like you said, and I don't think people know where the history of contouring began, and I read that, and I thought I was losing my mind when I was, I thought contouring started on men. Like, I feel like men were contouring their faces before us because they wouldn't even let women, on stage stage, right so technically men were doing their face beating their face before we were but i also and i say that to men who like get mad at women for wearing makeup like please stop but i also agree that there needs to be diversity in how people are I don't even being trained as artists and I'm not an artist you are so you can have a POV on this better than I would but I'm starting to even see some makeup artists online and on Instagram just create the same look for each face and it's like that's not artistry to me if you're just on the same technique on everyone you know if that's your signature that's one thing the way Kevin Aquan Kevin Aqua. Is it Kevin Aqua? Because I used to say Kevin Aqua, Kevin Akwa.
1: Um, I believe that it is however you're comfortable pronouncing it at this point. Sorry about the I mean I tried to show him the respect, but a is what I say. Um I don't lose me
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um he had a signature. <laughs> you get on my nerves, he had a signature. That was his thing. And I feel like now you just do I see people doing makeup like that on everyone's face on Instagram. Well, that's
1: because people go to the school of YouTube and the school of Instagram.
2: But why because-
1: Listen, just because you can do a contoured face on your face doesn't mean that you are a makeup artist. Um, it means that you have the ability to mimic what you see. And that's a, that's a talent as well. But That's the talent, yeah, you know. Um, I just want that diversity. If you're a artist, if you're a makeup artist, your ability and you can have a signature. The one I think is is it Nambo? Um, I gotta look him up. He does some beautiful makeup. No matter who it is, he kills it. Um, it's it's a signature because it's very like bedroom sexy,
2: but oh it's God.
1: effortless. I love and it's it sexy all the time and i love him as a makeup artist because i love to see what he does with every woman from like ellen pompeo to great on gray's anatomy to selena gomez to joan smalls to i think i've seen him with Carrie washington um that's really really beautiful sexy lusty um, it's done, but it's not overdone makeup. Like, it's very red carpet. Like, it's beautiful. Um, and But I guess to go back to contouring and to being a makeup artist, the, what, the skill that you have to have as a makeup artist is to be able to enhance someone's look without totally altering their appearance. And there are fundamentals of makeup that exist that we all use, but if your only gag is... Uh, or your only ability is to, you know, contour, highlight, dust around the whole face to make shadows in the hairline, and then dust that same powder throughout the cheek, the chin, down into the neck, then, I mean, I'm underwhelmed.
0: What what are the, like, top essentials every woman needs in terms of makeup? Like... We, we said, you don't really need scons on your face. So what do you need? Because I have my own perspective on that. I don't feel like you need a big old massive-ass box of makeup. So, like, but did, I know people who will buy everything that just launched. And I'm like, relax.
1: Well, some people, I mean, like, and also some people just enjoy buying makeup. And color but I, mean, and
0: I know people who do it and they feel like, okay, this is going to help again. This is going to enhance. And I'm like, no, actually, you just need the basics and you'll be fine.
1: So the things that I think everyone needs, I think everybody needs a really good foundation and concealer. Um, because if you have a good foundation and concealer, you can alternate or you can use them together depending on what function is or what the function of your makeup needs to be. Like, are you going to pick up kids? Are you just running out to the grocery store, but you want to be cute in case you see somebody? Um, do you want to be fabulous for, you know, whatever it is? like. Your concealer and foundation can, can work together. I think everybody needs a beautiful mascara. And I have theories about mascara because mascara, my, my mascara is very important to me. Um, mascara is hair. Okay. Mascara is hair, guys. So you don't want to use something that is not a formula that matches your hair. So if you catch my drift, do you understand what I mean? Like a, a long-wearing mascara can be damaging to eyelashes that maybe are a little bit sensitive, that are brittle.
2: Mm-hmm. If you
1: find that your eyelashes break, then maybe you need to get a formula that has more moisture in it. Gotcha. Things like that. So mascara is is a, it it's um it's a product that I think is is essential to your makeup wardrobe. I wear my mascara. My mascara is expensive. It's Armani or Gucci Westman. Um, I love but, a
0: good mascara.
1: Listen, I love a good mascara too. People ask me all the time are my eyelashes fake? Nope, they're not. They are not.
0: Also, what is the Lash Paradise? Carva L'Oreal. A milk
1: mascara is good too.
0: Really? I'm never. Yeah, I
1: have one in a silver tube. I use that one too. It's a, it's a good mascara. I I recommend that one. That's um, not the
0: marijuana one, is it? No. Okay.
1: What is that? Um, okay. that's milk. Yeah, milk. And then I like a brow. I need something like you don't have to have caterpillar brows. Like I see also people doing a little too much with their brows Caterpillar
0: kind of brow. <laughs> <laughs> worry,
2: like,
1: like, like Groucho Marx, like. You, okay, I'm giving y'all old film references because, you know, I'm of the, I'm, one, I'm a well-rounded woman with, with a, with a vast, um, category of, catalog of references for Not you. Not catalog I'll give you. But, um,
2: you look people, like.
1: people, well, okay. Eyebrows just sometimes, look, some of these eyebrows that I'm seeing are just too much. Some of y'all eyebrows are just excessive. I mean, I love a good, I love a good shape to a brow because I did a whole brow tutorial on my uh, Instagram because I use a razor blade to do my eyebrows. The little
0: um, tiny ones?
1: Yeah, like a straight razor, which I say to everybody, I, this is like thugged out thuggery when you got a, when you got a straight up razor on your face. I feel like I have to put the disclaimer out that I'm not responsible if you slice your eye open, but this is what I do to my eyes. But what I'm saying is some people's eyebrow game is just crazy strong. And it's like, I don't want to see you and be like, hello, eyebrows. I just want to see you. I just want to see you. And so there's that. But, um, but I do believe that like a brow gel or a brow powder that's gonna, um, that's gonna define your brows is important. And the reason that it's important because eyebrows are the frame to your face. Right. Like eyebrows are the top frame. Your mouth and lips and teeth are the bottom part of the frame. So that brings me to the other product that is a must-have is a good lip. I think everybody needs a, a nude lip. Yes. And everybody needs a bold lip.
0: So it doesn't. That's what I think too.
1: Mm-hmm. I and think bold a bold
0: lip of your toy. and a good gloss.
1: I don't do a lip gloss. Not so often. Um,
0: I have something that can just, I always like a good gloss because if I don't have time to get the red right, if I don't have time to pick the right nude, I just gloss it up, I'm
1: out. Well, if you really want a real nude, what you can do, depending on the color of your lips, is if you go over your lips with your foundation and then throw a gloss on it, you got your nude right there.
0: Mm, I'm going to try that.
1: Try it. I tried
0: that with concealer one time and it was kind of cute.
1: Yeah. Depending on how different your concealer is from your complexion, but I do my foundation a lot, pretty often. I'll just go straight over my lips and keep it moving.
0: But see, my lips are pink.
1: Well, that's why your nude foundation will sort of diffuse that. You're not a nude foundation, but your foundation uh, diffuses the pink, and then you've got a nude color. That's the essential of a nude. It's fleshy, but it's not the color of your skin, and it's also not pink. So you get the perfect mix.
0: Can you use a concealer to, um, I know we got to wrap soon, but can you use the concealer to diffuse your lips when you're doing a bold color on top?
1: I think you can. It just depends on the concealer because like sometimes it'll get muddy.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. So you
1: want to use a, a little concealer and then just press maybe um, a square of, of tissue or toilet paper just to mm-hmm. uh, take down the moisture and then go over with your with your brighter, bolder color.
0: Gotcha.
1: I mean, there's a kinds of, of tricks and techniques out there.
0: And I mean, when we're removing the makeup, we obviously should use Lauren Appier Cleanse Wipes because I need to get...
1: I'm keeping them here. They're always... I need makeup. to get...
0: Look at my bag. I need to get more. Hold on. I'm going to order today because I'm running out. Because, you know, I do the
1: 40 count. Okay, so let me give you...
0: I do the 40 count. I want to try the flaunt next because I always do cleanse.
1: You should try flaunt. Flaunt is um, the, like, okay, so first of all, warning: if you're beauty, we are sold out of pretty much everything on the website. Flaunt mm-hmm. is um, actually the best. Yes, ma'am. You got a little cleanse. Um, flaunt is the one that I use. Um, it gives you a little boost of, like, vitality, a little boost of brightness. It's got, um, aloe, cucumber, chamomile, but then it's got a noni fruit extract, which has vitamin K, lycopene, selenium. So it increases your cell turnover, which is really good because none of us are going outside and getting that vitamin D. So that's what we need. It also helps to protect when you're sitting in front of your screen and being exposed to harsh UVB rays and things like that. Um. Because no matter what you're doing, whether you're on a Zoom or you're on the phone, we're all really heavily exposed right now to that light. So I use, I have them at my desk, like I said, and I use them sometimes midday, into the day, just to like clean off before I go into the second half.
2: So, um, so
0: or- we use them to remove makeup. Sometimes you'll use them now because we're home. A lot, yeah. you just refresh your face. Like you would do like a spray
1: yeah sort
0: of okay i'm gonna try yeah, it and i
1: have a spray too i use natura Bisse. it sits, sits next to me so you know it's, i have my um i'm in my office right now but i have a little beauty <laughs> station at my desk because uh, duh we need that and I, yeah, be- I,
2: was,
0: <laughs> I usually do a rose toner spritzer type of thing rose water
1: yeah
0: i'll do that I'm going to do, so Flaunt is sold out.
1: No, no, no. Cleanse is sold out, but Flaunt is there. And then um, if you guys, okay, so I right now I have my limited edition scarf.
2: Ooh, I want one. Okay. Let me order.
1: So let me just tell you about this limited edition scarf, you guys. 2020 has been crazy, and we sort of started out talking about mental health and just, like, depression and uh, just the overwhelming year that has been. So I decided to have this scarf, to design this scarf for the Spanish designer to commemorate um, 2020 because at some point it will be worth commemorating. Now that's true. The scarf is 50% satin, 50% It's stretchable, but you can use it as an accessory. I use it as a mask. I also wrap my hair with it. You You can use it as everything, but on the scarf. one. So on the scarf it says like all these things, right? That helped me survive twenty twenty. So basically it's like know thyself. Um, know this email did not find me well. Annoyed but thankful, super blessed for the allies.
2: Um, the
1: neighborhood boys are out.
2: Ready for you, but
1: ready. But like, did you vote? Like, I have all these sayings basically. It says inner peace is the ultimate prosperity. Good. assess and redirect because this year oh it also says it's been emotional because this year has been emotional it's been a lot and, and i feel like it's okay to like wrap yourself in levity and wear that
0: be honest uh, with me.
1: and just wear it and own it
0: i'm getting one so, and so
1: when you get a, when you purchase a scarf you also get a deluxe sample of fonts but i will say this I'm taking next year off and this is the last opportunity. Well, not the whole year. I'm going to take some time off uh, for just like mental health. Cause this year y'all are going to be ragged as a business owner. And I think like anybody else as a human with empathy, but um, I'm going to take some time off to just reset and then start to work on the next generation products in the collection.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I'm really excited to build out a, some more skincare innovations. I think everybody's going to really, really love them. I
0: mean, I've been asking you, you know, what's coming next, but I get it. Like we talked about earlier investors and whatnot do overlook a lot of black owned beauty businesses and just black women in beauty that have perspectives, but I'm excited because I know people just don't understand like how good your line is. I mean, they get it. You're obviously making big moves and you're scaling, but I just cannot wait for the full collection. I know something's coming one day, like the full oh, collection. things
1: are coming, and it's, and it's, it's so the-
0: pretty. It's just so pretty, and this is in my bathroom. It's a it's like decor. I use it as decor.
1: Well, that's what I say about blunt. Blunt is giving you the ultimate, oh, it's so sexy, right? Giving you like, well, I decided to do a chrome, right? Because I feel like if you have got it, you definitely should blunt it, and you should be proud of it. It's reflective. It reflects your own beauty. So that was really why this package is prone. Um, and it speaks to everything that we said. I like a positive body psychology. I like a positive skin psychology, so that you feel good about yourself and you're not succumbing to beauty standards. You you are your yeah. own beauty standard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what um, do you think?
0: <clears throat> I I wanna um let you go, but I also wanna know when do you think that this tell-all book or this beauty book that (laughs) the memoirs when is is this memoir coming out wait
1: for the memoirs darling okay Uh, oh listen they'll they'll come i believe it i have a story to tell and i and and i have no qualms about spilling tea i have no qualms about burning bridges because i've done that my friend said to me he's like you don't just (laughs) you you don't burn a bridge you like light it on fire with gasoline and then you throw uh grenades at it on the way out
0: you're a tourist right yeah that's why i knew it you know listen
1: i mean i'm not it's not my goal to destroy a relationship but if it's (laughs) over then it's over (laughs) my thing is
0: from, okay, people probably were like, well, what the what could she possibly have to say about the beauty industry like but like where are you trying to take it? like where are you trying to take the Lauren Napier pla- Lauren Napier platform in terms of because your perspective is so strong and outspoken. It, you outspoken. Know what?
1: It, it is it's strong. it's outspoken. it's um like I like to say it's aspirational, but it's also. Uh, You know, this is a conversation that I had with an investor literally just yesterday. And the conversation was that, you know, I'm a Black woman who, from a young age, was exposed to um, art, culture, and luxury. Right. Now, I recognize that that's not everybody's experience. And when I say everybody, I don't mean just Black people. That's actually not... Hold on. Let me close my window so I can give you good information. Okay. Hopefully that's better. <laughs> um, you know, that that's my experience. And that's an experience that I want to share with people, all people. <laughs> but right now we're talking to black and brown people. And because my experience is aspirational, I'm, I'm sorry, my experience is unique. It means that it brings other people into the fold. Right. It, there's a story because when, when they see us, they see us as criminals, mm-hmm. as like, Every negative stereotype that you can think of.
0: That's, or black women, black like, women. a black woman, particularly or brown black woman, you're miserable, you're insecure, nah. you're not happy nah. with yourself, like you're not confident. That's something that I always felt. I'm so tired of that narrative, even. And so the-
1: that has to stop. And I think, right. that, so for me, that's where the brand has to go. It has to be a, a, a brand that breaks down that barrier and completely changes that narrative and that stereotype of who we are. We are. Thoughtful people, you know, we ha- we dynamic. we yes, we are dynamic, and that's something that I say. We are not a monolith. You cannot just speak to all of us in one way. Each one of our experiences is different, and we need to be spoken to in that way. We need to be respected as business owners, and we also <laughs> need to be respected as consumers, right. uh, as, as citizens of this entire country. We can see that from the voting community and what has happened this year, um, and so that that is it's so important to me to change that narrative and that conversation about us and to make us more visible um and i think they in do a positive
0: like that, way. that well <clears throat> um You've done that well, but you've also done that in the very lauren way It's something that that's why I remember when I met you i was I was obsessed with you because I just feel like one of the things that frustrated me growing up was not seeing a lot of black girls just living in not necessarily luxury but in self love yeah. it doesn't It doesn't always have to be <clears throat> you know a brand a, a designer or a label or you're on a yacht or whatever I don't care about that, yeah. but there was just this tone of black women are always aspiring to feel good enough. And I was kind of part of that because while I understand that many of us do go through our own insecurities and we are pressured by this world to not feel beautiful. I have just, and this could pick back off of your unique experience. I did grow up just not really thinking about complexion, you know, yet was I teased before? Yeah, but it wasn't a, a reoccurring thing. And I think a big part of that was my, upbringing too I wasn't fixated on my complexion until the world was fixated on it and it, it was a perspective of how are you so confident in being dark skinned? and it's just like what what, what a
1: ridiculous fucking question but
0: yeah that <clears throat> type of <throat> content I feel like I know we got a wrap book, but that's that's what I love about um Lauren Appier, and I'm so happy that you're going to expand it,
1: it yeah sense. I mean it's time and there there's like I said there's plenty of time to have conversations but where I want to do is continue to lead and be a leader and a voice that represents Black women in such a positive way because we are not a monolith. We are dynamic from, you know, the representation with the scarves and everything that I just said we experienced this year. And we experienced this to such a a deeper degree because our humanity was on display from us dying at overwhelming rates to COVID to still experiencing police brutality and and violence in the middle of a time where we all should have been, um, you know, supported. Uh, by by our greater community, especially our government and by extension, our law enforcement. So, you know, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings. I never stay away from it. I never shy away from it. And I think that's another reason why the brand itself resonates so deeply is because going back all the way back to authenticity, you know, you have to be authentic. You have to be honest. I put myself <laughs> into my business. And I will continue to do that. And that's why I'm taking some time to reset mm-hmm. so that I can fill my cup.
2: What are you and going to do
1: All yeah. back out. Because when I tell you, the navigating the investor space, navigating the beauty space, once you get to a certain level, it is, it is exhausting. Uh, it's, I, the word I constantly use is demoralizing because the, this community does not see us. They know the numbers. They know our spending power.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They know the numbers. They know the buying power. They know the value. Mm -hmm. They know our buying power, and they know. How about this? They know that what starts in the black community ripples out to the greater community in the world, and they refuse to invest in it because they're scared that they're going to lose the grasp and the stronghold on capitalism. Right. But um, I'm here to say, as a people. We always rise. So, like I told the investor yesterday, this train is leaving the station. You can either get on or you can watch me from afar because it's moving. You know? I think the beauty train is moving.
0: (coughs) The Black Beauty train is moving, period, in my opinion. It's slow, but it's moving.
1: We have different access to capital, to distribution, but we are also stuck
2: because
1: things like uh, social media, algorithm, um, ad space, ad buying is prohibitive when you do not have investors there, and, not investors, but when you don't have the funds and resources allocated to competing with other brands uh, and conglomerates, you know. Exactly. And, so, and so it's a challenge, but you will get there. And, I, you know, it's always, you know, we always got to jump higher and run faster. And that's that's where we are. And I wish that weren't the case, but that's why I said, wait for the memoirs.
0: We waiting. (laughs) Listen, I'm serious. And I I peep it. I see uh, not too long ago, and we can end it at this, this conversation about Black beauty brands not being owned by their original owners anymore. And it was like the the beauty brand, the owner. And, you know, I worked at... uh, dark and lovely. And I worked alongside of a lot of people that were on the Carol's Daughter team. And I got so furious when I saw this conversation. I didn't say anything because I'm just terrified of Twitter. But (laughs) girl, Twitter scares me. I get on there, I be like, y'all so mean. But I just got furious because if people only knew why, sometimes the Black Business owner is no longer running their own company. If you understood sometimes how these companies are set up to have to sell to the conglomerates because they don't get the right amount of funding and investment from the get go to scale on their own, it's actually a setup at times. This is not a like this is a system. This isn't just oh they just wanted to sell their brand because they wanted to cash out and they don't care about the black community. What are you talking about?
1: Yes, it's definitely not that, but also. Um we were not in positions of power, right? And exactly, sometimes yeah. the other thing is you get tired of, of the, this business because it's grueling behind It is
2: the so grueling. I mean,
1: and
0: I, people I, don't understand I, it
2: to the I don't, which it is.
0: I don't want even want to speak on it, but Lisa Price was always in the office every single day, every single meeting. Like you don't know, you do not know what goes on behind the scenes. And the
1: thing I think is that we don't know about business. You know, the reality is what she did was something that was major and, and iconic. Right. And what I want to do is to be able to grow Lauren Napier beauty all the way until it's like a drunk elephant. It's a, it's a billion dollar brand. And then I want to sell it for $850 million. You know, I want to do that too. And there's no reason that a company can't do that. It's just that we as a people have to understand, like, yeah, how about this? nobody knows the inner workings of how Fenty Beauty is structured she doesn't own a hundred percent of Fenty Beauty like come on guys we need before you open your mouth and fix your face to say something at least be a little bit informed of how business structure and corporate structure work um
0: Rihanna that is absolutely but (laughs)
1: she is she brought a point of view you know, every you changed
0: to, the industry
2: and, industry, and
1: or got you wanna look at like Tracy Ellis Ross with Pattern Beauty, or you wanna look at Pat McGrath. Y'all, these women do not own a hundred percent of these companies. They just don't. And I, this is not it's not um shade, it's not dismissive. I have the utmost respect for every person that I just named. But everyone started from a different standpoint and you have to understand how business corporations and structures work before you come in and criticize what black founders are doing in order to grow and scale their brands and make their products available for you on a broader level. You know, she because, because Lisa Price could have been cooking uh, scrubs out of her kitchen for the rest of her life, mm-hmm. but it required capital. It required a distribution and she didn't have that on her own, so mm-hmm. she had to structure her business and sell parts of her business so that she could do that. Nobody's mad when Bobby Brown sold to Estee Lauder at all. Nobody's mm-hmm. mad when Linda Rodin sold to Estee Lauder or Joe Malone or any brand with a name that's under the it's Estee Lauder. Yeah, they are all, dollars yeah, yeah. You know, y'all are mad at Michael Ford. Tom Ford isn't owned 100% by Tom Ford or Mark Jacobs or, you know, I'm naming all these brands, but like these are big brands that everyone knows about and they are under a house and they're under a house because someone absorbed them uh, so that they could have distribution and so that they could sell to the masses. And the thing is, this is, the thing about black businesses, we actually want to get there, but we want to get there smart. So you don't sell 50% of your business. You sell a certain percentage to help you get to the next step. And that continues to grow. Listen, I um, will wait for the memoir. Wait,
2: wait, There'll wait. be a whole
1: section on this. And I'll make sure that, you know, I get everybody set up. Because again, that's the goal. The goal is to make sure that we understand um, as a people how to run and grow businesses and to be successful and not just be the consumers. but to own the
0: business. And not even just to be the influencers that represent the businesses. Because let me tell you something, when I was working with influencers, I started to see even though they are the new advertisers, a lot of us weren't getting the money that we should have. And when I started to realize what a lot of white influencers were making in the beauty world, as opposed to black influencers, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, okay.
2: Y'all, you know, and
1: that's also part of um valuing yourself Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're not thinking out of your own pocket but understanding that uh that that you are valuable and you are an asset and right now right now you are the greatest asset to a brand because they're looking for black content creators so you can charge whatever you want
0: I've been telling people to milk it. I've been telling people to milk this moment. Who knows how long it's going to last. Milk you know, it. I've been, my, my rate went up 25% the last two months. So I was like, oh, no, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, mean that's what you have to do. And I, I mean, I want to commend you for that. I, I was on a, on a podcast, um, and one of the one of the influencers said, ask for everything. And that's what I do. I ask for everything. um, And they'll, sometimes they'll tell you no. hmm but you remember that, no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you also will get more when you ask for everything than when you just limit yourself.
1: Yeah, don't limit yourself. You know, throw a rate out and multiply it times two. Because best believe, um, what's her name? Kirsten.
2: Ooh, <laughs> who? Becky.
1: Whatever her name is. Bye. Haley. Haley don't start.
0: Don't play with me. Haley,
1: Haley is her name. Um, don't play with me. <laughs> She's asking for it, and now that she asking for it, she's getting it. And then they—they're like, um, "Do you need a car to get to the location?" Yeah. Oh will well,
0: send you an Uber credit, um, <laughs> car, whatever it is you need, a stipend for food. Do you have
1: a yeah food preference? They're—they're <laughs> they're getting all of those things. Um, and that's, that's something good. that I learned from working in the TV industry for many years as well. It's like remember you- I was at Today
0: Show over there with Bobby, interning. Remember I saw. I was like, oh.
1: Just I mean, listen, and that's where I worked. I, you know, again, again, we'll talk about it. We will. Awesome. Today's show, Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon, like HBO, Netflix, Hulu. I've worked on all. different shows. I've seen a lot. I've witnessed yeah. a lot. And that, those things informed me, you know? And they I, teach
2: you. Yeah, yeah. And they so. set
0: you up, though. They set you up. I, I really feel like you're going to be ready to do some different things. That's the goal. Thank you, Lauren.
1: I have fun I talking you. Talk to I'm you. I'm gonna
0: have it. We have to do this again. We have too much to talk about when it comes to beauty.
1: I know. In life,
0: I feel like people just are going to be obsessed with your perspective.
1: I hope so. I
0: hope so too. I mean, but I'm, I'm trying I, to
1: bring a new perspective to the world. It's going to be mm-hmm. one of
0: those um, nuanced, impactful things. I feel like it's not going to be your typical. You're not going to be Walmart. You're going to be more of a Target or oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm be like Walmart.
0: a boutique. Because Walmart's for everybody. And Target, while it's for everybody, it's very, it's curated still.
1: Yes, Target is curated. But I, I have I have thoughts. I have feelings. I do like Target. I mean, I'm a Target shopper. And occasionally, I'll show up at Walmart. You're more I'm, of a boutique. I'm definitely a, a standalone store.
0: Yeah, you're a standalone boutique in Soho somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's
1: what so you Let me not discredit Walmart. I'm like, I do shop. Can I be in Walmart. Up at Walmart all the time,
0: but I'm not buying no makeup
1: from Walmart. Um, maybe not. There are other things, I think. And Walmart is actually a company uh, that, that does give back to the community. So, yeah, you're right. so we're going to go ahead and, and be kind. Mm-hmm. And nice.
0: Okay, well. Thank you, my love. i <laughs> time talking to you. All right. Um, text me. It's always and let's figure out how we can see each other soon.
1: See each other, can we? COVID twenty twenty. I'm not
0: going home for Thanksgiving, so if you're around... are you
2: going home?
1: Mm-mm, I can't go. Like I can't choose between parents.
2: Oh, you can't.
1: Like you can't. I can't fly to Texas and be like, oh, I'm only going to my mom's house, or oh, I'm only going to, like. So, and I can't make my sister's house the grand central station of COVID germs, you know?
2: I'm not going to- I I go home and
1: I stay with my sister, but I can't have my dad come, then my mom and her husband come, then all my best friends come, and then her house has been inhabited by 20 people from 20 corners of the country. Like, that's not okay, so. Yeah, I'll I'll be here. If you want to- I think I might have a staycation, though. I'm totally doing a
0: staycation here for Thanksgiving. I'm going to go home for Christmas- and then come back here for New Year's thing. to spend with Boo. And then, I don't know, just like chill out. I think I'm gonna do yoga by myself for New Year's though. And then maybe do something with Boo, like right after that.
1: How sweet. I don't think I'm doing any of that. I'll be staycationing in uh, probably not Thanksgiving because Black Friday will hit and I'll be responsible for all the oh, that's watching. Um, I won't vacation until January but when, when that comes it's like goodbye y'all i'm out okay so
0: let's try to get together and then if you're here and you want to like just link up for something chill i can meet you someplace before they shut us down for maybe like
1: because they're gonna shut us down for Thanksgiving yeah. because people can't act right
0: yeah so if we can do like tea or coffee and walk around since they'll probably shut us down let's do something like that just to get out the house
1: you're in Brooklyn right
0: Yeah, but you don't have to come. Where are you, Harlem? Right? Yeah, oh, girl, we gotta find a meeting because are you all the way up like you're all the way up in Harlem?
1: Uh, in the 20s.
0: Oh, that's not bad.
2: Mm -mm. Mm
0: -mm. I don't mind coming to Harlem. I actually like Harlem, Mm -hmm. and I have a few people there I could probably try to see like social distance coffee or something. But
1: you know, well, I think where are you in Brooklyn?
0: I'm in Bushwick. It's cute over here, and there's a really cute rooftop right next to my I have building. A car. Huh? I have a car. I mean, you could. I mean, if you, I, want to I can do that. Put pet and come down because listen, there's a cute spot around here, like right connected to my building with a rooftop, and they have a cute, cozy inside with a fireplace. And then there's another place not too far that we could walk. Oh, drive. I can meet you over there. And it has, like, this rustic, just, like, sexy feel. And I go there to read books, and they have good cocktails, too.
1: Then that's where it will be. Okay. Okay. I'll set okay. okay. you up. a date.
0: All right. <laughs> you get on my nerves. Have a good
2: Saturday. You, too. Bye, darling. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Bye.